Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of She. We are in the middle of a series that is all about unmet expectations and navigating when life doesn't look like how you thought it would. It doesn't quite go according to plan. And I wanted to take a break from some of the solo episodes I've been doing to bring some encouragement in life from a friend of mine, Annie Downs. She's amazing. If you're not familiar with Annie, you're about to be and you're going to love her just as much as I do. But we had this really great conversation recently about the importance of fun, especially as a adults, and especially when life does not go how we thought, when life is hard, when life doesn't meet our expectations, and when we're struggling with that and disappointed by that. And so this conversation is really meant to add a little bit of sunshine and light to your life if you are finding yourself just kind of feeling stuck in a season of uncertainty or unmet expectations or even waiting. So without further ado, here is a conversation all about the importance of fun, how to find a hobby, why you need a hobby, and how to integrate some fun into your life and make this season of disappointment or unmet expectations or waiting a little bit more enjoyable. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Annie, welcome to She. Hi, Jordan. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, so happy to have you. I have gotten to do two interviews with That Sounds Fun, and I've been wanting to have you on the show for so long. So the fact that we get to do this finally is such a gift. I'm so, so happy to have you. I'm so happy too. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited for everyone to hear. I feel like some of the real life conversations we get to have off air. So, but for those who may not be super familiar with you, can you just share a quick bit on your background and what led you to write your most recent book? That sounds fun, which I am obsessed with, by the way. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, so this has been my full-time job. Writing, speaking, podcasting has been my full-time job for 10 years. Wow. I started in April of 2012. And so this has been my full-time job for 10 years. And I, you know, when I, the podcast is the first thing that had the name, That Sounds Fun, hmm. and because another author asked me to interview him. And I said, well, where do you want me to release it? Like on my blog? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And his PR person said, well, have you thought about starting a podcast? And hand to heaven, Jordan, I was like, that sounds fun. And I was like, that sounds fun. I say that all the time. Oh, and so that. that's really how the whole thing started as far as that uh, phrase hmm. was through the podcast. And I have written um, a handful of books. And when we were thinking about what was next, I was like, you know, people, the interesting thing about having a podcast about fun 
is that people end up talking to you about fun all the time, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, but I started to realize there's a real deeper thing here about fun than mm-hmm. just you know, what are you going to do on a Saturday afternoon? Mm -hmm. And so it's really about sorting out what, what is the root of fun? Why does it matter? Why do Mm. we abandon it as we grow up? Mm. And, and that's why I wrote it. And, Mm. and so that's why I wrote the book. That sounds fun. It helped if we're talking business, which I know you and I love Mm -hmm. to, you know, when you, when you have a book title that connects with a product or a brand that people already know that really helps. And, And I loved that I got to take a concept deeper Mm. and got to really talk about like what was going on behind the podcast. What did people not know was going on in my real life? What Mm. was, where's the spiritual side of fun? And, and so that's where the book that sounds fun came from. Wow. I love that. I didn't realize that was the story behind the podcast, but that's so fun. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. Like, I mean, I love what you mentioned about like, why is fun important and why do we kind of abandon it as we grow up and as we get older? And I I think that's an important place to kind of dig into. I would be curious from your perspective. I mean, you wrote a whole book on this topic, which is so cool. Um, And I remember when we were at your events, you were on tour last summer and you stopped in Indianapolis. And so I got to come to your event and you had mentioned like, just kind of the way that this message had been resonating. I mean, your whole message pretty much was about fun, but it had so much depth to it. It wasn't just like, woo, we're going to go to the park. You know, it was, it was really about like the, the whimsy and like the delight of life. And I would just love to hear what your thoughts are on why incorporating fun into our life and pursuing hobbies is so important and so critical to life. Yeah. And well, for starters, Jordan, you were more than just attending. You were a huge part of our night and, <laughs> well, it was and made it. It was so fun. It was such a gift to get and sit and talk with you and do a live podcast Aww. like that. But yeah, I mean, that, that's been the interesting thing about fun and particularly about hobbies is I started realizing that particularly for uh, women, even probably a little bit more than men, though men are in this category too. I've gotten to talk to a lot of guys about this, but whether you're a uh, stay-at-home mom or you're running a company or you're a college student, uh, particularly women abandon their hobbies Hmm. as, as we get into other things that we think we're supposed to put our time into. Hmm. And, and so we stop doing the fun thing because now that I'm married with four kids or whatever, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of laundry or Mm -hmm. now that I run this company, I need to make sure I'm checking my email at 10 o'clock every night before I go to bed Mm -hmm. or, you know, so So what has happened, and this is true uh, across the board for particularly, I would say, accomplished, um, Mm -hmm. uh, forward-thinking, privileged people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and which is a lot of our friends who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a job. Just having a job, Mm -hmm. having a thing you put your time into during the day has done something to take away your fun. Now, it also gives us finances to do fun things, right? right? (laughs) But it it has made you reallocate your time so Mm -hmm. that, well, from nine to five, I'm doing this or Mm -hmm. or I travel on weekends and speak. And so I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. So the reason hobbies really matter, Jordan, is that there is this deeper thing that happens with hobbies where for starters, you're an amateur at something. Mm -hmm. You're not a professional at it. Hobbies, like, you know, that's one of my favorite hobbies. It's cross stitching, Mm -hmm. which Which I love so much. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. It is so good for my brain. Cause I'll tell you what happens when I am sitting in cross stitching, I can't be scrolling on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not checking Instagram. I'm not checking my email. I'm not wasting my time on TikTok, mm-hmm. And, and so I'm not scrolling and I'm also not working because I actually can't do anything else mm-hmm. when I'm trying to count stitches. That and like you're I, using I, your hands too. Like yes, it's yes, both. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. There's a 
Matt Chandler, one of my favorite pastors, quotes another pastor often saying, um, if you work with your mind, Sabbath with your hands. Mm, I love and that. if you work with your hands, Sabbath with your mind. And so hobbies, whether it is reading for my friends who are surgeons mm-hmm. or who are doing laundry all day or who are working outside as, um, you know, uh, doing, helping in gardens or whatever, mm-hmm. then you should be, when you rest, it should not involve your hands, mm-hmm. right? Like I think about our friends who are personal trainers, like mm-hmm. don't work out on your Sabbath mm-hmm. and your hobby should not be working out. That is your job. Yeah. And, and in the same way, for those of us like you and I, who spend a lot of time working with our minds mm-hmm. and are either hosting conversations or writing books mm-hmm. or whatever, yes, we are typing with our hands, but we're not active with our hands. Right. So cross-stitching or cooking or gardening mm-hmm. or or playing a sport, all that, it just uses both sides of your brain. Yeah. And brains, both sides of your brain. Both of your and, brains. <laughs> yeah, all those brains that you have. <laughs> and, and our hobbies really speak into what did you love as a kid? Mm. Where did you feel the most free? Where did you feel the most connected to your own self? Mm. I just watched a friend of mine, a video he made talking about how he's kind of took a break from working on his computer after work and started surfing mm. and and how much it mattered to him and his relationship with God to be that embodied, mm. you know, where your body is involved yeah. with the physical world. And I think a lot of times we have decided that hobbies are things that are also on our phones mm-hmm. <laughs> or that, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, we got to be in like the playing world. Candy like, Crush is not a hobby. <laughs> That's it. Or whatever that game is called. Scrolling is not a hobby. Scrolling is not a hobby. Scrolling is not a hobby. And so finding something else Mm -hmm. that that you can do where you get really embodied, where you partner with the world Mm -hmm. and the the natural world, Mm -hmm. like what God actually made, really matters. Mm, So good. And I can attest to that because I kind of, you know, I'm like you said we talk about business and work and stuff a lot. And I am such a like goal setter achiever, like naturally. And it's funny because my business, the the irony of it, like everything it has grown into with writing and speaking and programs that all started with an Etsy store, which was supposed to have been a college hobby. Like my husband, boyfriend at the time recommended that I start like a hobby business. Like he was like, maybe you should just like sell that stuff on Etsy. He thought it was gonna be like this fun little side hobby thing that I did to be creative and have a creative outlet. And like little did he know it like led to this massive career. And so I guess my point is I'm, I'm naturally not good at doing things that I enjoy and not turning them into work somehow. And I always kind of get stuck in that mindset of it has to be productive or what's the point, right? And I think a lot of us can get stuck in that until just a couple years ago, we started gardening. We really got into that and it became something we could enjoy together. It became like a challenge. I didn't have any need to monetize gardening because I wasn't going to be like, oh yeah, let me go sell my like carrots on the side of the road, right? So (laughs) it, it was something that we could truly enjoy and keep for us. And similar to what you shared about your friend who I think you said he started surfing, like, yeah, having your hands in the dirt and like learning how a tomato grows and watering and being outdoors and like kind of partnering with nature in that way and seeing something beautiful grow from that, whether that's a skill of yours, like surfing or actual physical harvest, like vegetables, like that process is truly like, it it, it like takes you out of this constant, like hamster wheel of hustle and doing and achieving. And it it really is like a a rhythm. I think you can work into your life that allows you to grow your relationship with God. I mean, I feel like there were so many lessons in the dirt, truly, and in gardening that helped me grow closer to the Lord, work through some big questions I was having, like all of that kind of stuff, you know? So I can just completely attest to that. It's one of the interesting things for our friends listening, and you and I have to deal with too, is is the, the tendency we have 
to be convinced by others or by ourselves that our amateur thing needs to go pro. Mm, yeah. Right. And, and, and when you do that, sometimes that's right. Like all you and I both, our careers started because an amateur thing we did mm-hmm. was financially viable and went pro. Yep. That, but I'm not doing that with cross stitching mm-hmm. right now. But here's the reason I do cross stitching versus considering just going on walks as mm-hmm. my main hobby mm-hmm. is when I'm back from a walk, I don't have anything to show for it. Mm-hmm. When I finish watching, a series on Netflix, I don't have anything to yep. show for it. Yep. When I finish a cross stitching pattern, I have a gift. Yep. Or I have, you know, so so for people who love baking, mm-hmm. like do it. You don't have to open a bakery. Yeah. Could you be the person who delivers muffins mm-hmm. to the homeless ministry every Thursday, right? Or the Thursdays that you can, right? Yeah. So, so I, I definitely, I think you're bringing up such a good point because People who love to accomplish things feel like hobbies are waste of time mm-hmm. if they aren't producing something. But I am very for a hobby that produces yes. something, that, but you don't have to sell it. Yes. Like uh, control the urge or pick out of your four hobbies. Let one of them go pro, of course. Yeah. If, you're, if people want to buy your baked goods, sell them. But also if you just give them away, great. Absolutely. I love that so much. And that I, I appreciate too what you said about being a fan of hobbies that do produce something because I think that as like yeah. part of our human for need, like I love binging a good Netflix show and having nothing to show for it occasionally, but I wouldn't consider yep, that yep. a hobby, right? Or like a hobby right. that really like is refueling and refreshing for me. And what's interesting is one of the lessons that I learned. So in my in my book um, that I just released, Embrace Your Almost, one yes. of the chapters talks about a boot camp season. And we talked about this a little bit on yeah. your show when we had a conversation, but you know, one of the things that I had to learn in that season, that's really when I started gardening was when I found myself kind of not where I thought I would be in life and kind of in this like in between. And I think a lot of us are in that in one way or another, almost at all times, it feels like, but very rarely do we ever feel like, ah, yes, I've arrived. Right. And one of the things that was really helpful for me in kind of not only coping with that and moving forward from it, but also like being intentional with that time that I didn't expect to have open was gardening. But what I mean by that is finding a hobby that produced some sort of fruit that we could enjoy, but that I didn't need to sell or turn into something professional, right? It still felt amateur. I wasn't great at gardening. Like it was a, it's been a learning curve, but yeah, like I think, I think that's a really important conversation because I think as humans, it's really important and helpful to have some sort of hobby that feels like we're producing something meaningful, either for our own enjoyment. Maybe it's a DIY home project that you get to then appreciate the like, you know, result of or something you can gift or something else. But I think having some sort of end end product that you can do something meaningful with or enjoy yourself is really helpful yep. in, in keeping you committed yep. to the hobby. Right. Cause otherwise it's like, absolutely eh, I have nothing to show for this or I don't really, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Does that make sense? That is a perfect explanation of why, because, because especially for people who are very driven, mm-hmm. having something at the end of a hobby session yeah. <laughs> is really good. Yeah. It's really good. So I'm, I'm right now I'm cross stitching, um, my, the three cities I've lived in, I'm cross stitching their skylight. Oh, that's cool. And so it's so cool. I've never made anything for myself. Everything I've ever made was gifts for other people. So mm. this just feels like an heirloom piece I'm making for me and yeah. for anybody who comes after me. Yeah. And last night I was like, oh my gosh, I, I mean, I'm not kidding you. I bet I've put 70 hours into mm. it Wow. and I've probably got 10 more hours worth of work. And mm. then I'm like, man, when I'm done, this is Nashville. And, wow. and so I love that, but it also has been a hobby mm. and I'm also having tons of fun. And the reason I love 
cross-stitching is because my grandmother did. Hmm. I learned with her. I did with her. So also when I'm doing this, I'm being reminded. That's so much of it. I'd be interested, actually, Jordan, if gardening is this for you. But when I ask people what sounds fun to you, which is the last question we always ask on the podcast, Mm -hmm. almost always, and you can do this at dinner tonight. You can do this with your friends. If you ask someone what sounds fun to you and give them a chance to answer, and then if you ask them why about three times, Hmm. It always comes down to something with their grandparents Hmm. or something from their childhood. It's fascinating. And that's true for me. That's true for me with cross-stitching is it's something I remember doing when I was a kid when life felt easier and when we could just sit and make little Christmas ornaments. So Hmm. is there any of that for you in gardening? Did you do that growing up? You know, I hadn't really thought about that, but you know, I think about it and there's definitely ties because I look back and my mom always grew sunflowers like almost every summer. That was her favorite thing. And we had these mass, we had this like little, like, so we lived on a hill that went down to a pond and there was this little like brick wall ledge and beneath that brick wall ledge was where my mom had a a garden of some flowers and things like that, that kind of was on the hill. And eventually that moved. But looking, when we would look out our windows, our back windows of our house down to the pond, there would be these massive sunflowers in the summer because they were like as tall as my brother and I, you know, when we were seven and 10 or whatever. And so that's definitely a part of it. We also would often go strawberry picking and blueberry picking every summer. And my, I always loved the summers growing up because my mom stayed home with us and we would always do these just outdoor things. We would grow sunflowers we would pick tomatoes, we would go strawberry picking. Like it was kind of a normal thing every summer that we looked forward to. So I do think there's absolutely a tie there. My grandmother was also a big, like she just loved to plant flowers. That was always something that she was doing, which when I was a kid, I was always like, what's the big deal about planting flowers? You know, I never really did a lot of it with her, but it was definitely something I grew up seeing a lot. And then I know my husband's mom was a a big gardener, very into gardening, has always loved it. So I think for both of us, there's some roots and ties to that um, and maybe a little piece of why we decided that that was something we wanted to do without even really thinking about it. Like we Isn't weren't like, oh, I want to do it because my mom yes. grew sunflowers. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. And what's ironic about it is like for years before that, I struggled to even keep like a house plant alive. Like my mom would buy me yeah. plants for our front porch. And then two weeks later yeah. she'd come and she's like, your plant that I bought you died. And I was like, oh my bad. Like, thanks for spending 30 right. bucks on that for no reason. <laughs> so it's not even something that like was something that came naturally to me, even going back to the conversation about being an amateur. But yeah, when yeah. I really dig into it, it's like that absolutely was a part of my childhood, even though I never really thought about that when I got into it. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. That happens all the time where people, even our friends listening are probably having the same moment you're having of like, Oh my gosh, the reason I love cooking is because of my grandfather mm-hmm. or the reason I love playing baseball or softball or soccer is because that's what I did as a kid. I mean, it is, it is almost, all, it's a, then the next question we get to ask ourselves, Jordan, is like, why do I long to be reconnected to that? 
because that's going to tell you something that's missing in your grown up life. Yeah. So for me with cross stitching, I miss living near family and I miss the simplicity of not worrying. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like when you're seven years old, cross stitching a Christmas ornament with your grandmother, you're not concerned about the meeting the next day mm-hmm. or what's for dinner, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> or at least I wasn't, I was lucky enough to be raised in a healthy family where I wasn't worried about that. Mm-hmm. Some of our friends listening didn't know where dinner was coming from. Yeah. And that's a whole different set of uh, worries. But yeah. and so because of that, now I go, okay, so what I need when I'm in my hobby is I need to not worry. Mm-hmm. So my, so I have to control my thoughts and try to do that Philippians thing about thinking mm-hmm. about what's lovely yeah. and what's good because that's what I need from my hobby. And so asking yourself, why is that what I need Mm. really helps you shape what you're doing? Uh, It's so true. Wow. That's so good. And I think, I think just even going back to that, because I think, I think similarly, I always loved the summer times. My birthday was in the summertime. I loved the sunshine. Like I loved having the whimsy and just like freedom. And I think, Similarly, like I think once we get into life and we have all these responsibilities of whether it's running a business or having a family or, you know, all of that, like it can start to really weigh on you to where you feel like you don't have that just like carefree, worry-free time. And I think we really need that. And I I think that's a really powerful thing to think about. It is fascinating. Yeah. So for you, now you get to go like, okay, so this summer, Mm -hmm. here's some really specific needs I have. Mm. You know, where you didn't know before, but you're like, man, I actually really need to do to have two days where we just play Mm -hmm. because I'm realizing that part of why I garden is because, you know, so you trace that, you chase that all the way down and then you shape your life so that God can show you how he can meet those needs for you. It's fascinating, it right? So fa- and you're right. Like, and, I, and this is what I love. I'm so glad we're digging into this because I think we think of fun and we think laughter and, you know, and that's true. Yep. That's part of it. But there's like a deeper root why that even matters. And I think understanding right. that is really, really critical so that you take hobbies seriously. Because I think sometimes those are the kind of things that get put on the back burner. And what's yep. in, and then we feel like we, when, we, when we don't have time and then yet we still find time to scroll or, you know, watch movies or TV or whatever, that's which it. again, that's isn't it. bad in small increments, but I, I think prioritizing hobbies and things that are truly fun for us. I think that's really like something that's important, not only for our mental health, but also like our relational health, our physical health, like all of it. And I think the first thing to go when life starts to feel busy or overwhelming is hobbies um, or something that's our own like luxury time, personal time, whatever you want to call it. When in reality, that should be like ultimately prioritized, you know, like even if it's just 30 minutes a week, right? Like even if you, and and I say this a lot to friends when we, you know, do fun coaching as we call it, Mm -hmm. where I'll say, okay, I understand you are so busy. Can you put everything you put on your calendar, you accomplish. Mm -hmm. So can you put a 30 minute window on your calendar on Saturday or on Sunday or Tuesday night? So Mm -hmm. for me this week, last night, Monday night was when I had some free time. And Mm -hmm. so I worked on my national skyline. And so if you put a 30 minute block on your calendar and you just call it fun. Well, a couple of things happen, Jordan, for starters, you uh, creeping up to that 30 minute block. You're like, what am I going to do? So it really makes you process through what am I going to do for that 30 minutes? And, And then when you do it, I mean, it's a practice. It's like any other discipline we have in our lives, whether it's working out or cooking or how we eat Mm -hmm. or when we go to work or when we have spend time with God, like, Mm-hmm. Like you, it's a practice, you get better at it. And so then you go, man, that 30 minutes last week was so fun, but I wish I'd have been with this friend or mm-hmm. I wish we'd have started earlier or I wish mm-hmm. I'd have set aside more time. And you just keep finessing it 
until suddenly hobbies are a real rhythm in your life and fun is a real rhythm in your life. Mm -hmm. And everything that makes us healthier, we make time for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think that's so good. I love that. Even something 30 minutes, 30 minutes a week. I think we can all do that. Even yeah, if it's before yeah. bed, like if you can cross stitch for 30 minutes before bed, or if you can yes. wake up in the morning and go check your garden or whatever it is, like, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It can take just a few minutes, either a couple minutes every day or 30 minutes of concentrated focus. But yeah, I think right. that's, that breaks right. it down and makes it so doable. That's so good. It is so much. And then you, and then suddenly you realize you're doing it 10 minutes a day instead mm-hmm. of 30 minutes once a week. Yeah, totally. Well, I wanted to kind of follow that up too, because I think in context of, especially when life gets busy or overwhelming, or even when we're in a difficult season, sometimes this, the hobbies are the things we sacrifice to deal with whatever's going on. When in reality, that could be a really healthy thing to help us yeah. cope and keep our you know boundaries and all the things that are important. But I want to talk a little bit about difficult seasons because in your book, you say neither joy yeah. nor pain lasts forever. And it is far better to hold them both at the same time than, until, than to lean into our life too heavily on one or the other. Could we dig yeah. deeper into kind of what that means and how we can hold both joy and pain at the same time and kind of how fun has it, like its role in, in doing that. Because I think that that's yeah. really critical just in light of what we were just talking about. It really is because a lot of times when I talk about fun and when my, the, the criticism back is that you're ignoring your pain or you're mm-hmm. not taking your, you're not taking you, the world is too hard and mm-hmm. you're just pretending like it's not. Those of us that are older remember the movie Pollyanna, right? Where mm-hmm. like everything was happy even when she fell out of a window and was paralyzed, right? Mm-hmm. But that isn't actually what is true. If you are holding joy and pain together, joy and sadness, I mean, that's what Inside Out taught us. That movie mm-hmm. is that actually life is better when we let, when we let them coexist. So mm-hmm. I really encourage people do not pretend like pain is not there. Mm-hmm. Just figure out how to laugh, have a good meal, you know, mm-hmm. go, go on a walk outside, play one game of Frisbee with your kids. Right? Mm-hmm. Like even in the midst of pain, can you find joy? Yeah. And, and because often the people that are more respected, quote, quote, are the ones who ignore the joy and just focus on the hard, painful thing. Mm. Like, oh, that's so mature. And they, they see the world for how it really is. And I'm like, no, the, it, neither extreme. Very rarely are extremes, right? The deepest mm-hmm. part of the river is the middle of the river, right? Yeah. So can we go to the middle and say, Yes, there is pain and sadness and trouble in the world. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. Jesus promised, right? But also joy is a fruit of the spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. So can we hold both? And so that's what I try to do is try to say yes and to yeah. my experiences of like, yes, this is a hard season at work, or this is a hard season relationally, or our family's going through something hard. And so that's a great example in my own life. Our family is walking through some really hard things, my parents and my Mm -hmm. siblings and I, and yet they are coming to Nashville this weekend and we're going on a, we're doing it. We're having a really fun Saturday. So Mm -hmm. while that will not take away the pain that is actively the low hum of what is going on in our family, Mm -hmm. there will be, and we will have hard conversations, right? Mm -hmm. We will probably all cry. Mm -hmm. And also we're going to go outside and go to a baseball game mm-hmm. for the national sound. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can we hold both? It, yeah. Can we give each other permission to hold both? And so you only get the chance to practice that if you embrace fun, if you embrace hobbies, if you choose to find fun, even yeah. in the pain, mm-hmm. that's the only time you're going to get to try to hold. And it's a tension and no one ever does it perfectly. Right. right. But it's also not a tightrope. 
Yeah. Right. It is a river. It is a river. It is a river. The deepest part is in the middle, mm. but you can float back and forth as you need to. So good. I think that's so true. I mean, it reminds me so much of, I feel like our, the theme just here is so similar to what I kind of have had to learn through a hard season of how do you make room for processing what you need to process and the big feelings yeah. that need to be dealt with and healed and, and navigated while also making the most of what is by not just only sitting in the miserable, right? Because I think we can get stuck in, well, this is hard, so it just is, so I'm going to stay here. And we miss out on so much of life when we do that. And on the flip side, the same thing can happen if we just are focusing on, it's going to be great, I'm going to stay positive, and we're pretty much just ignoring and and not making the space for what needs to be dealt with. It's like, that's why I think that tension of the middle, like you said, is challenging, and we're never going to do it perfectly, but that's what is so critical for being able to walk the hard journeys well and to have the stamina to keep going, to be honest, because if it's only miserable, only painful, and only beating us down, and we don't make any room for joy to like creep in for a little laughter here and there for a positive experience yep. to make it a little lighter, to make the mis- the journey a little less miserable. We're going to have a really hard time continuing to walk forward and to grow from that, you know? So it's, it is almost like exactly. so important. So I, I love the the distinction and, and the way that you described that. I have one more question. And, uh, can I, oh yeah, oh, go sorry, ahead. Can I, can I throw in a question yeah. people could ask themselves in this? Yeah. The way you can sort out between whether you are escaping or having fun is asking yourself, am I doing this because I'm trying to get away from the pain or am I doing this in the pain? So that's just an interesting question to ask yourself because then you suddenly go, oh, the reason I just bought three movie tickets for this week is because I don't want to feel what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And and guess what, Jordan? I would say this to you and to me and to all of our friends, like, that doesn't mean you can't use escapism. It just means tell yourself the truth. Yeah, totally. Right? And sometimes you do fun. need a You're break. To like, and sometimes Absolutely. it's like you have permission to say, I need a break from just having, maybe it's been a really heavy week of having millions of conversations about it and putting out fires and dealing with it. So maybe yes, you're like, yeah, yes. you know what? I need a night off from all the emotions and I need to numb out for yes. a bit. But being yes. aware of that so yes. that it's not becoming a pattern of I'm only escaping, right? I think right. that's really critical. Right. I love that. Right. Like, just be honest about yes. it so you know and just you're tell aware. tell yourself the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so exactly good. right. So good. Sorry, you can ask your question. No, no, no. no. Give that, people a, a bucket to put things That's in. really helpful. I love that. Okay, so my last question in this line of topic, just that's really, I think, applicable. Um, and, and kind of just, I want to give our listeners some action steps because I think all of this has been so rich. What suggestions do you have for finding hobbies and what's fun for you? And what ways can we incorporate that, you know, even as maybe we are in kind of a hard or busy season? We touched on that a little bit, but how do we even find that? Like, what if someone's like, I don't know, I've been so heavy or so busy. I don't even know where to start in finding a hobby or what would be fun for me. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, Annie, I I twirled a baton when I was five. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do now? Right? Right. (laughs) So, I mean, I think part of it is you get your community community involved, whether that's your husband or your partner, your best friend, Mm -hmm. your counselor, your pastor, your small group or your coworkers. Mm -hmm. And you just say like, you just ask the question around the table, what sounds fun to you and mm-hmm. answer it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we tell ourselves the truth of what sounds fun, then you kind of can start nailing down how to spend your time. So one of the things I would say is when you were five, when you were nine, before you were like thinking before middle school, mm-hmm. what was fun for you? Because mm-hmm. if riding a bike was fun for you, keep riding bike. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, if reading was fun for you, pay attention to that and keep reading and Mm-hmm. And also uh, allow yourself to trial and error here. Like you mm-hmm. loved riding bikes as a kid. So you go and you 
rent a bike at the beach this summer mm -hmm. for a week and you realize it is not fun anymore. It hurts your butt too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Well, trial and error, right? Yeah. So I'd say give yourself a lot of permission to try things. Mm -hmm. I just heard a friend the other day was talking uh, about making new friends. Mm -hmm. And she said that she found her local, a local like, um, cooking ware store was doing classes mm -hmm. with the new pots and pans. So she went and took one of the classes by herself, which I think is so brave. Mm -hmm. And three other women also went by themselves. Mm -hmm. And now they take a class together once a month. Oh, fun. Right. So like kind of, kind of look around your community and is your, does your local bookstore have a book club you mm -hmm. can join? Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, there, there's a Sierra club everywhere just about, and, and a Sierra club is an environmental mm -hmm. club where you go and clean up national parks and mm -hmm. trails. And what a great way to get outside and to meet new people. And, yeah. and so I, I think, I think there, I know there is a hobby out there for everyone. There is fun to be had, mm -hmm. put it on your calendar do some Googling and invite your community in and then don't let yourself give up. You mm -hmm. also, you, you go to sleep every night, even if you have a hard night's sleep the night before, mm -hmm. because you recognize you cannot live without it, right? Yeah. Like food, water, sleep, shelter. There are some of our basic hierarchical needs that mm -hmm. gotta be met. Yeah. Start treating fun and hobbies like it fits in that and, and really honor your own desires and honor mm. what sounds fun to you and let it stir up some stuff. I mean, I got a text last night, Jordan, from a friend of mine. I'm doing their wedding. I'm uh, officiating their wedding. Mm. And the wife texted me, or the bride texted me and said, man, we're walking through these three conversations. And I think it's because we are making space and something is stirring up. Mm. And she was like, uh, can we get coffee? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I love that y'all made space in a way that is stirring up some true things that mm -hmm. we can push down when we are busy. Mm. So, so make some space and see what stirs up and believe yourself. Yeah. Love that. So, so good. Annie, this has been so fun. I'm like, I wish we could talk for another half hour oh, to 24 know, hours, too. to be honest. I know, I know we have a hard stop here, but it's been so just life-giving, even just for me to hear, because we all need to hear this and we all need to be reminded of it. And get, honestly, I think ultimately this is like giving permission to step into the things that maybe we really haven't allowed ourselves to, and we all need that permission. Yeah. So I really like for anyone listening, like permission granted, find the hobby, try yes. things, be yeah. bad at them, be an amateur, like find things you enjoy, find things you don't enjoy yeah. and don't do them anymore. Like yeah. let yourself try stuff, let yourself yep. be, yep. you know, in situations you otherwise wouldn't be and allow yourself to hold joy and pain at the same time. Like having fun is actually a really critical piece to the health of your life. And yeah. I think that's really the yeah. takeaway here. Amy, where can everyone hear more from you? If they have not listened to your podcast or aren't familiar with your books, or maybe they are, where yes. can they find all of that? Because yes. we all need more Annie Dance. <laughs> uh, thanks, Fred. I mean, the easy thing is I'm just like embarrassingly easy to find. I'm Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy or fun. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you're looking. That is how you can find me. And the podcast is called That Sounds Fun. We actually have a whole podcast network called the That Sounds Fun Network that has a bunch of shows on it that we think our friends like. So and um, my latest book is called That Sounds Fun. So you, pretty it. much if you're looking for fun, you'll find me. I love it. It's so good. You have really just taken that word and run with it. And I love it Listen, so much. I know <laughs> I, a word that everyone used to use. I'm trying to just steal as my own. <laughs> well, it's great. And I think you do a great job with it. Thank you for being Thanks, here. Friend. Thank you for pouring into us. It's been such a gift. Uh, I love you. I'm glad to be your friend. Thanks you for having as well. me. Same, same. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. 
So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.